I noticed that with my Apple Watch, um, it would leave like a red circle on my yeah. wrist. I noticed that. And the, I had to switch out the band too. I had the original silicon band and that would like leave um, like a ring around my wrist. Exactly. I still have the ring around my wrist. It's, it looks, it's pretty distinct at this point. Hopefully it kind of changes over time, but yeah, I, I just decided to go with this Casio. I've had, I've had a, another one, but I was like, oh, let me just get a couple other ones. I, I splurged. They're like 20 bucks a piece. So it's not even that bad. Yeah. I like how you said simplicity and elegance and cheapness. I, I like how yes. elegance and cheapness go together. Yes. Yes. I mean, it, it looks nice. I have, you remember I have the pinky ring now, so it kind of yeah. like they're both stainless steel. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking like, I'm looking like a million bucks, but it's like what combined these two were like 30 bucks. Hey, can't beat that. Exactly, man. That's the thing. You could, you could look expensive, but actually not be expensive and you don't need designer brands to do that. Like say, fake ones. Most people can't tell the difference. So exactly, it's like sometimes people will probably look at me in the future and they say, "Oh, that's a nice platinum pinky ring." I'm like, "No, it's not platinum. It's stainless steel." So what were you just saying about the uh, credit card? Oh um, yeah, there was a, uh, there was a recent thing about credit card balances, and it actually surpassed one trillion. Um, yeah, I know that's crazy because whenever you think about one trillion, you're like. Look at the amount that people are going to have to pay just to service the debt because most credit cards are like at least, what, 20%? Yeah, I'd say like 14% is low. I'd say oh, yeah. oh. Seven, 17% is probably average-ish, yeah. if not so, 20. That's gonna, a lot in interest every year. Yes, it's like at least $220 billion are just going to be going to servicing the debt and then also to, you know, most likely people are... There's, there's going to be an economic reckoning in that's gonna happen within the next couple of months but the funny thing is too so my mom took a cab recently from her job home and one of the cab drivers was they were just having a regular conversation and the cab driver goes around you know the financial district and he's been picking up a lot of i guess investment bankers or people in general that have big leeway in terms of what's going on in the banking industry and every time they're in the car, they keep saying the same things that a lot of a lot of us say in the any type of world. It's like you can't keep printing up all this money. You can't keep having people have all this credit. Like because you know when it comes to opening a new credit card, they ask you what's your income, and you're like, I make two hundred grand, and they're yeah. like, Oh yeah, here's fifty thousand dollars with a credit line, and you're like, Thank you. Is there any ver- any verification? Like nah, you're just gonna give you fifty thousand. So, um, so there's a lot of that going on, which is kind of scary. It's crazy that they don't verify. Yeah, I always, I put down around my income, but yeah, same. Um, yeah, even me. I think if I added up all my credit cards, I definitely have probably like a hundred and fifty thousand in like available credit, which is insane. Like if you're not responsible or you're just in a rough place, it'd be so easy to uh. To get yourself into a really tricky spot and when you're paying 20 percent interest like it could be very hard to get out and i feel like most people with credit cards are probably in that position <laughs> definitely you know what it reminds me of um uh what's this you remember the tiger king oh yeah yeah i'll never financially recover from this <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that meme yeah so that's pretty much every time i think about that i'm like yeah a lot of people are gonna go through that they're gonna just yeah. say I'm never financially recovering from this. And it's probably true. 
Yeah, that's basically the saying of our country. Plus, we have uh, student let uh, student loans kicking back in. I think next month. <sighs> yeah, man. I think I October. Know. I think yeah. they're they're giving a grace period for September, but interest kicks back in. So yes, that's nice of them. Oh yeah, I know, right? From like getting people thinking that you're gonna get a portion of it or all of it canceled to yeah, we're gonna give you a month of no interest, but we're coming back with the payments and. It's gonna be hard, man. I think that's that's definitely probably gonna be the catalyst for the next recession, because the young young people are going to have a crunch of like that's new bill coming through, however much that is. It's gonna be probably expensive for some, not so much for others. I mean, you could like do it over twenty years too, I think. So, especially yeah. with there's probably a lot of people that have graduated that have never paid loans. Since it's been going on for what three years now? Oh yeah, I, that's me. <laughs> I say I, I had like a year or two of paying before, because yeah, because I graduated, paid for a couple of years, and then went back to school. So they got paused, and then COVID happened while I was back in school. Oh yeah, okay. and I haven't paid since. But at least I was used to paying for a couple of years. I mean, I basically forgot what that feels like now. But there's so many graduates that they're probably like already living close to the line, have never paid, and now they're like, hey. Here's an extra three hundred dollars a month for the next twenty years at least. Yeah, that's the toughest thing. I keep thinking about it. It's like ah, that's whenever the payments start, give it like a like five months to probably a recession's probably gonna come in Q two of next year, and then probably later in the year, interest rate talks are gonna be talk about lowering. It's gonna be economic upheaval, and you know it's an election year too, so. I was just going to say that. How do you think that's going to impact the election? Do you think mid next year, Biden's going to be like, actually, we've got it figured out. We will go ahead and forgive that student. Like, it's crazy that they said they were going to forget the student loans right before the midterms. Mm, Everyone's like, okay, let's vote Democrat. Like we're going to save $20,000. And then after they, they win the midterms, they're like, actually, I guess we can't do that. Yeah. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough because now they've kind of lied we already, I, I think in the back of everyone's mind, we all knew it was too good to be true. Yeah. But we wanted to believe, you know, we wanted to believe the dream. And then now the reality hit that we're actually not going to get it. And yeah, Biden's like saying, yeah, we're still going to fight it. And I think I've gotten those emails and I've just looked at it and I'm like, bullshit. You know, I just look at it and I'm like, fuck this. This is not going to happen. So, uh, so now like our generation who, like the ones that like to vote, I personally don't vote. I don't care for voting, but I know other people do care and they're going to go to the polls and say, yeah, he lied to us. And because of that, we're voting. We're not going to vote for him. And that's probably going to affect. Yeah. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily understand how Biden can win the 2024. And you know, this stuff, the ballots and stuff like that. Yeah. Allegedly. Maybe we'll get another, uh, international pandemic that will yeah change things a pandemic uh oh a terrorist attack or a war yeah yeah i don't think a war would be completely out of the question i haven't really been keeping up with the ukraine stuff but uh, we, we're still sending them money like we, i think he just asked congress for like another 20 billion dollars for ukraine and i'm like come on at the end of the day this is like a losing battle man we're not what are we trying to do like what is the best case scenario of us saving Ukraine. That's like what I always ask myself. Well, I don't think it's a best case scenario, but I think what they want, I mean, obviously to 
give money to the military industrial complex, but it seems like it's more about trying to des- destabilize Russia than save Ukraine for the most part. So yeah. I can't wait in like 10 years when we go and invade Ukraine and fight all these terrorists that we gave weapons to and all this money know, to. Right? <laughs> We'd learn nothing from Iraq. We learned nothing from uh, Afghanistan. We just never learn. We just like, yeah, we're just going to like destroy the country and then leave hap- haphazardly and then just like say, yeah, well, we invested a lot of money through $80 billion plus of weapons. And they don't even under, like, even if we were to leave those weapons in Ukraine, the Ukrainian people don't even know how to use them. So I think say, a lot of them are getting sold. Like I've heard that, that just like we're sending stuff over there and then they're selling it on the black market for money. God, that makes more sense than anything. It's like, yeah, might as well somebody, no, we might not know how to use it, but we might sell it to people that know how to use it. So. Yeah. Well, I think before all this happened, Ukraine was rated like one of the most corrupt countries in Europe. So I wouldn't be surprised. It's like, let's send them billions of dollars when they have like a super corrupt infrastructure and government system. So yeah, a lot of this doesn't seem to make sense. You think that we could use those billions of dollars to maybe forgive some of the student loans like they promised. Yeah, yeah like that. Ah, but at the end of the day, it's government. They never really care about the people. So they always keep robbing us in certain ways. They rob our freedoms. They rob our identity. They rob our money. And next thing you know, they want to rob our children through some crazy policies. I mean, they basically already have with all this like a uh, deficit and everything, like our great grandchildren will probably still be paying that off. If money's like still a thing by the time they're born, if they're born. But the problem is, right. I've been thinking about that. It's like when it comes to everyone in our generation, every time I ask them certain questions, I think we all come to the same conclusion more or less. And we understand that life is going to get more expensive, that, the cost of living for us as individuals is just going to get worse in terms of even if say you make good money as an individual, you know, there's no guarantee because a job, the job market could change and they let you go and you, you don't have that income. Yeah. And essentially, when you don't have the income, you won't be able to afford the lifestyle that you've built for yourself at that period of time. So you're going to have to go back in terms of so you're kind of like a nice treadmill of like, I got to keep this income. I got to I got to stay right where I'm at. So it's building that anxiety that is causing probably a lot of mental issues uh, in the next now and into the future. And we already understand that money in general is just like, it's tougher to come by for an individual. And even if you do come into it, you have to like, you're going to keep losing purchasing power as you get older. So a lot of things are just like, not. we can't afford homes more yeah. likely than not. Because I was talking to a guy, he's in his 30s. I think he just turned 30 or 31. And he works, and we were just talking about life and whatnot. And then he told me that he's married. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, how's everything going on with the marriage? What are you guys planning on doing? And he's like, yeah, man, I don't even know if I want to have kids because like, kids are expensive. And the second part is like, oh, we want to get a house. And I'm like, if you have $80,000 or $100,000, for because that's like the minimum for 20% for a down payment, how are you going to like live? Like if, even if yeah. you were to have that money right now, would you want to part it away for, to a house? Because you still need like another a hundred thousand just to like, you know, cover and be comfortable, you know? Yes. So. Especially when you don't know what's going to happen with the housing market. Like you could exactly. put all this into a house that's worth 500,000 right now. And then like three years from now, it's worth 200,000 <sighs> or it could go the other way and it could be worth a million. Like you never know. But 
it's yeah it's tough yeah it's just i saw a headline i didn't read the article but said like a majority of homes in california are unaffordable for like 90 something percent of residents there which is i don't know how california is sustainable california seems like all the problems of the country just like magnified times 100 yeah (laughs) because i think they comprise as it out of the representation of economic output, I think they're forty percent or more of like yeah. the entire U.S. So I think they'd be like number fourteen if they were a country. Like they'd have like the fourteenth highest GDP. I could Jesus. be completely wrong with the numbers, but yeah, they'd be like I think in the top twenty countries of GDP if they were like an independent country. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Everything like the movie industry, Silicon Valley. So it's they just have so a big. lot of things. Exactly, they have a lot of going on for them. But it's just like economic disparity. Yeah, it's it's like a lot of people are leaving California for a reason. And that's probably part of the greater trend of people leaving the U.S. Because it's just like it's, life is not enjoyable anymore, man. It's like, yeah, We're young. This is like the best time to be alive. We're supposed to be out. Nah, man, we don't have to party every weekend. But, you know, have a good time with friends, hang out. You know, one day you're like, you know what? I'm going to pick up the bill. And then you're like... And everybody's drinking, having a good time. And it's not supposed to be like, oh, my God, I can't even afford my own food. Imagine, I can never yeah. imagine picking up the bill for like three, four people. It's crazy. Yeah. You can't keep going like this. So that's why I keep saying, you know, there's an antidote to all of this. And you know what it is. Columbia or oh, crypto? Uh, oh, that, that both. <laughs> they both it's start with both. C. It both starts with a C. And you know what I've been thinking recently? Thailand too, man. Thailand is probably better than Colombia in certain aspects. I say I really want to check it out. I've heard the people are super nice and like it's really nice there. Yeah. The flight really holds me back though. Even like the and flight to Portugal, like the flight to Portugal wasn't bad, but the way back was yeah pretty rough. So, but I want I want to make it to Thailand eventually. I think it'd make more sense to like go to California, maybe Hawaii, and then jump over there just to kind of break it up. But yeah, have you been to Thailand? Yeah, I went when I was, what, my first year of college because my mom has gone a couple times. And then I think as a celebration of my first year of college, we went that December. Bro, it's amazing over there, man. It's, like, so great, like you said. The people are so nice. Things are so cheap. Like, Colombia is really cheap, too. Probably just as cheap as Thailand. But the thing that Thailand has in its advantage is just that they've had foreigners come to thailand for years so they've kind of built a good industry when it comes to servicing the needs of foreigners and the food is uh, non-gmo we already know everything is non-gmo there's no such thing as uh, uh, oh this is non-gmo this is gmo stuff yeah and it's cheap like cheap good food like you could like say let's say we go right now i could literally take a hundred bucks and feed you for like the entire trip and still have probably over $30 left. And I'm feeding you morning, afternoon, and night. And we're eating because like some of the food is like $2 here, $3 here. It's like, there's a, it, and if you eat like the street food, yeah, it's like a dollar or two. So you could really eat very cheaply in a, an apartment. I saw this beautiful apartment, infinity pool, um, a nice terrace area. Um, what else? And then you're not too far away from the beach. And if you were to lease it directly from the leasing company, 
guess how much your monthly average payment would be? $200? Yes. Oh my God. Wow. I know. And then it has like a, and you also have a laundromat built inside of your apartment. It's like a, a studio or one bedroom. That's like cheaper than getting a parking spot in New York City. Like you'll pay more to park their cars. I know. So that's what I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, from a, you, I, you could get something kind of like that in Colombia. I'm thinking. I'm just making an assumption. But the thing is, like, I think yeah, I think Thailand might be it, man. I think Thailand is actually a better deal from for all of what you're getting, except for the flight. Just so far. How um, how's the weather there? Does Thailand have like monsoon season and stuff like that? It does. It really depends on where you live. I think if I were to live in any part of Thailand, it would be like in the north in Chiang Mai or Chiang Rai. Those are like the cooler, um, since it's like more up in the mountainous areas. So it's it's better that way for just in general. If you want to like live, it's very cheap too. But the south and middle part, that's when you, what you mentioned, like the monsoon season and everything like that. Yeah, it gets pretty hectic. Um, and it gets sometimes like very, very humid where you just have to be inside and the AC's on all day. And it's yeah, like sounds very perfect disgusting. for me. Exactly. So you, you would have loved it. I was thinking about that for a second. Actually, you probably would like Chiang Mai because it's cold or like generally cooler. And then you could put on the AC and then blast it and you just chill anyways. So, yeah, I definitely think I want to live in a cooler climate long term. Like when I stay somewhere, I know okay. I want to, I want to be somewhere where there's not terrible natural disasters like i don't want to be anywhere where there's like hurricanes or tornadoes or earthquakes and stuff don't go to hawaii yeah oh my god that seems terrible i haven't looked up any of the videos but the stuff i've heard is like it seems terrible yeah i mean it always happens like that from time to time it's always a volcano you always have that threat of volcanoes too so. that, oh my god like uh, yeah. everything's good until it's not like it's, a volcano would be so scary oh yeah i know right it's like oh my house or even not even the house. It's just like the fumes. It's, it gets tough. Yeah, you have the ash, and then you just have like molten lava slowly exactly. coming towards. Well, I don't even know does does lava go fast. I can't even like picture if it you'd like slowly watch it coming towards you, or if it'd be like you can't even get away from it. Oh, that's actually a good question. I'm not even too sure. I feel like it it would be one of those things that would come at you slow, but you wouldn't want to be in the area when it's coming at you. You know, because I think it. It comes at you slow, but it all at once, you know? Yeah. So like it's nowhere for you to go. Exactly. Like, because roads are not like a, a street line away from wherever the lava is coming from. So let's say you're driving. You're like, I'm getting away from it. And then it's kind of coming from another side. And you're like, oh, I'm driving right into it. Ugh, lava would be a bad way to go. Yeah. And it's so getting burnt alive. Oh, God. I wonder how many people die from lava per year. Like, I wonder if at least one person dies per year from lava or if it's like only a rare thing when like how often does a volcano go off I, like are there small ones that go off that we don't know about or is it just like yeah i haven't thought about volcanoes in a while i was yeah, like how many true. volcanoes are there in the world yeah i know there are, i'm always interested in the super volcanoes since nothing's actually happened but once it does it's going to be very very painful for a lot of people but volcanoes in general let me see I don't think, let's see, let's see, volcanoes, we know what volcanoes are, but when it comes to volcanoes in general, um, erupting, 
I don't think a person really would die because they usually give those warnings prior. But you know, there's always that one or two per um one person or two people that are like, you know what? It's not gonna. It's they gave a warning before. Nothing happened. I'm staying home, and then they were the ones to die. You know. Yeah. So. Well, if you're stuck on an island, though, you're kind of yeah. screwed unless you have like a boat, and I guess can like go wait it out in the water. But I'm sure the ash could still do some damage. Yeah. Wait. Have you ever been to? Have you ever went to Yellowstone? Yeah, I've been to Yellowstone. Like so if how that, was that. It smells like sulfur everywhere. Not everywhere, but a lot of the park smells like sulfur. Um. It was nice though. There's a lot of buffalo there, and uh, or bison. I'm not exactly sure what the difference is, but I went there when I was in eighth grade on like a, a road trip with my family from California, um, and I remember thinking like the bison were basically like squirrels after you're there for a few days because they're just like everywhere. You become so used to them. And I saw a grizzly bear, which is huge. Oh, um, whoa! Grizzlies—they're usually bigger than wait. Grizzlies are the brown ones. They're bla- they're bigger than bra- black bears. Yeah, black bears are like the smaller ones. Um, but yeah, we were on like this tour bus that like, not an actual bus, it kind of looked like an old, one of those like old school, kind of like the front end looked like a Model T. It was like a long bus thing that was open. We're on some type of tour at like dusk. And I remember we like pulled up because there were a bunch of cars on the side of the road and there was just like a grizzly, like 20 feet yeah. on the side of the road and like, holy shit. Um, so that was cool. Saw some elk. But yeah, the geysers are pretty crazy. Um, nice. Yeah, if that if that place blows up, that will be bad news for I think everyone. Oh, oh hell yeah. So this is a funny joke. So if you were if it's two people and you guys encounter a grizzly bear, wait, and you you and you guys are running, which one needs to be the fastest one? You just need to be faster than your friend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> My girlfriend and I were actually literally just talking about that last night. She's going to Yosemite in a few weeks with her sister. And we're talking about grizzly bears because she saw one last time she was there. Uh-huh. And uh, I was thinking that too. She's like, she was joking, but she's like, you're supposed to run if you see him, right? And I'm like, no. And she's like, I'm just <laughs> fucking with you. I'm like, well, you are with your twin sister. So as long as you're faster than her, then I guess yeah, you're fine. Pretty much. Yeah, I, don't, I never knew that. Every time I look at them, I've always thought, yeah, they're fat. I think I could just outrun one. And then they're like, oh, they can reach speeds up to 40 miles per hour. I was like, 40 yeah. miles per hour? I'm like, how? And climb but, trees and everything. There's like literally nothing you can do. Yeah. You just got to have to like let them run their course. They'll probably smell you, hit you a little bit, and then go on their way. But yeah, trying to outrun them, not the move. I looked at I used to go for a I used to go for walks a lot when I was in Maine in the woods. So I like looked up bear stuff. I think it's pretty common knowledge, but yeah, black bears, you're supposed to get really big and like try to scare them off. But brown bears like just fall to the ground, play dead and like kind of like tuck your head in because they're going to try to like roll you over and shit. But yeah, your your best case scenario is to try to act dead and like kind of make it seem like you're sick so they don't want to eat you. Yeah. So, for my start, limited Google research. And they're going to start humping you, right? So <laughs> Like in the ground, like oh yeah, he, he looks, he looks like he needs a little bit of. <laughs> is that what happened in the it. Revenant? Is that what happened in that movie? Did he get like raped by a bear or something? <laughs> bear rape. Yeah. I did not watch that, but it would be pretty. It would be a pretty crazy rape scene, right? It's like, yeah, oh, that, I, I remember <laughs> there was some graphic scene in that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Maybe the bear just mauled him, but I feel like I can't. I can't imagine there would have been bear rape, but there was something fucked up in that movie with a bear. But it was like that was the movie that got him the Oscar, right? 
Yeah, I think that was the one that finally got him the Oscar. It's like one of his worst movies actually got him the Oscar. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, ah, let's just give it to him. But Leonard, he, he deserves so many other ones. It's funny. I saw that movie in theaters with two of my friends back home and my dad and my friend Nate's dad. Um, so we watched this movie. It's like three hours long about like this guy going through like the most horrendous thing ever to get revenge. He like overcomes all these obstacles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the movie ends. And my friend Nate, who's like two years older than me, he's probably like 25 or 26 at the time. Somehow just got like Charlie horses in both his legs after the movie <laughs> and could not stand up after. So he just like stood up and we're leaving and he's like, I can't get up. And like literally just sat there while we were like staring at him, waiting for him to get up. And his dad just like was shaking his head. So like, we just watched someone overcome like the hardest thing ever. And he couldn't even stand up after watching a movie. <laughs> like, it was, you had to be there for it, but it was pretty funny. Like those That's one of the hardest times I've laughed. It's just like, you, we're so weak nowadays. We can't even watch a movie and like overcome that. And like this guy was like buried alive and made his way through like the Canadian wilderness. Uh, that's the thing about life man that's what happens it's just like oh there's that quote too it's just like hard men create um good times but good times make good weak times men. yeah yeah make weak men so and, ah, and weak men make hard times yeah so we're part of the, we're the part of the uh more or less we're part of the weak men because sometimes i must say the dudes of the past man they were just built different they just did what they had to do day in, day out for 20, 30 years. They didn't complain. And maybe like their way of like complaining is just dying suddenly of a heart attack. <laughs> I do. Tough guys, man. I do wonder that, though. I wonder if that's just like with time, though, you forget about like all the bitch stuff. Like, are our grandkids going to be like, oh, the people that were born in the 90s, those were real men. They were like tough. Like they they live through the AI wars and all this hard stuff. They didn't complain. It's like, and now I'm complaining every day, man. Yeah. Every time I wake up, I'm like about to like log off for work. No, log on for work. I'm like, damn, man, I got to do this shit for like another 30 years. I don't know how people do it, man. Yeah. I feel like people, but I mean, I think people that were like in world war two and shit like that, they were probably built different than us, but I feel like people in like the fifties and shit, I'm sure they, they complained about the same shit. They probably just, we have access to so much. We know how much we're missing out on. Like before the internet, I feel like yeah. people didn't have the reference of like, oh, there's like supermodels all over the place. And like people have these like super nice cars. Like you're just comparing yourself to the neighbors that yeah. probably had similar stuff to you. Now it's like we're comparing ourselves to billionaires and all this shit that we constantly see. Yeah. The Saudi princes. It, yeah. It's a, it's a, like the, it's a global competition now. So it's interesting how things are playing out, but even in the global composition, people are still stuck in the sense of like they see all of it and they would want it, but the economics of it can't bring them there unless they find a guy to fly them out or whatnot. Yeah. Speaking of which, have you ever watched the show 90 Day Fiance? Oh my God. Yes. That's my favorite show, man. It's I, haven't, favorite. I haven't got into it yet. I, one of the podcasts I listen to is just talking about it. So I think I want to start that with my girlfriend after we finish the show we're watching but it seems like a good time i might be on it one day bro watch (laughs) it's gonna be funny i got i was gonna be like yes and i'm like yeah so pete was one of those guys he said he never wanted to be married and then he went to live in columbia for a couple of months and then he found fernanda they have a a lot of like colombian girls have like a very they have either fernanda in their name at one point it's like fernanda valentina luisa 
they all have that name or yeah. a variation of it. And they have long names. So, yeah, he found his Fernanda and he's been inseparable with her and then me on the show. Yeah, um, I'm going to marry her and bring her back to New York. And, but and then you're going to be like the, the friend. He's like, yeah, Pete was one of those guys. He said he was never going to get married. And he said he was going to leave the U.S. And now he's coming back. It doesn't make any sense. And then me, I'm in love with her. And, and then her just giant tits. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You, I don't you, know. I'm I not forgot. a you, guy. You like a handful. I forgot. Yeah, like a handful is nice. And, you know, like, like that little, I just love it when they have like that. Oh, my God. Speaking of a handful, this morning I was walking in my neighborhood and I saw a slender, beautiful woman. She was walking with her man, but I was just focusing on her. Yeah, she had the nice body, handful. She was actually pretty tall. So I don't, but you know me, I'm a short man, but I don't mind climbing up the ladder. She's probably at least 5'9. I was like, damn, she is gorgeous. I just need a mini version of her. She asked Columbia. if she has a little sister that lives in Colombia. Yeah, or Brazil or Argentina. I really am not particular. Beauty is beauty, in my opinion, but. I do have uh, an affinity for caramel skin. So South caramel, America. black hair. So yeah, so they'll be the ones. It's like, I'll, I'll probably be, I could have an equivalent in terms of beauty, in terms of like a fair skin or like a, a close to white girl. I'll never treat her right. I'm like, nah, you, you're not what I like. So I'm going to treat you like trash. <laughs> It'll be easier for me to do that. But for the brown caramel skin girl, I will be a major simp for her. She's like, Pete, I'm like, here's money. He's like, what? I just wanted to say hi. And I'm like, yeah, here's money. Well, it's very woke of you. I think that's what they call anti-racism now. So I think that's I okay. I know, right? So uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Or if it's in Thailand. Oh, funny story about Thailand, man. Oh, God. So recently, right, I was watching... There's this random guy who just shows up on my feed. You know how YouTube is. Yeah. This guy from Thailand, because I was, like I was telling you, I was looking into Thailand, like, oh, this is cheap and it makes sense, like 150 bucks a month for a very nice apartment or 200. I'm like, oh, very nice. Then there's just this guy who lives in Thailand. He's lived there for six years. And he was just talking about random stuff, like people who go to Thailand have these crazy vacations of like hooking up with a bunch of hookers and Turns out one is a lady boy, things like that. And I'm like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> and there's this other video that just pops up out of nowhere. It comes up as a short. And then I um, I didn't click on it. I don't know how. It, I either clicked on it or something else happened. Or like it, it just played to it automatically. So I look at it and I'm like, whoa, this woman is gorgeous. Perfect skin. Like perfect skin, perfect hair. Very nice hands. And I'm like, wow, this girl's beautiful and then i'm like i'm like damn i just need a girl like her and then the guy starts speaking and he's like yeah so when a guy meets up with you what does he say and i'm like why is he asking that type of question it's like he says that's just a beautiful woman and she's like and then she starts talking and i'm like oh my god it's a lady boy there's a, a document a docu-series on amazon i haven't watched it yet but I've heard about it called Lady Boy and it like follows people that go to Thailand to like meet up with them. And I guess there's some British guy or British man. I think he's like in his fifties or sixties and he abandoned his family in England. 
to move to to Thailand and is like with a bunch of lady boys and stuff. <laughs> he has an affinity for lady boys. I think it like a covers passion. like after like ten years, his his son has grown up and goes to Thailand and he's like trying to like introduce his son to his lady boy partner <laughs> and all this stuff. But I guess it's a uh, pretty big over there. And according to the stuff, well, people that watch this documentary, there's like. You see a few that would fool you. He's like, there's there's some pretty good, some good looking lady boys on there. Bro, her really fooled me, bro. I actually questioned my sexuality for a little bit. I was like, wait a minute. She's perfect. But wait, is it a she? Wait, do I ask pre-op or post-op? <laughs> and there was another clip right after, which was funny. And it was probably the same guy asking her in the interview. And he's like, when a guy approaches you and you tell her, Tell the guy that you're a lady boy. What is his re- what's his reaction? And then she responds to him, Yeah, they're always like, Whoa. Hmm. But could you suck my dick? <laughs> yeah, they never told you and you didn't see their dick, I mean. That is true, man. For a second I was like I would have probably asked that same No, nah, I'm playing. <laughs> I would have been I would have considered I'm like, wait a minute, she's very beautiful. There's some man. Okay, I'm out. Hey, if a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it, did does it actually make a sound? Same yeah. same thing. If you Is never see your dick. But what, that's the one thing too. It's like if if let's say you were to have like an experience like that, right? It's like you get she's gorgeous, and then let's say you know the the mind is willing, but the flesh is weak. Would you would you go through with it? I feel like I'd have to be desperate. Like that definitely would not be my first choice. Oh no, not like your first trip, but let's say like you're, you know, you had a party. I could see, I could see being in Thailand if you were drunk and on drugs. I could see a lot of people making that decision and then waking up the next morning, like, "What the fuck did I do?" Like, (laughs) yeah. If if it was hard to tell, like if you couldn't tell at a glance, and then you were like drunk and high and had not had sex in a while, I could see that being a very tempting offer. Offer. Yeah. Ah, yeah, but I think. Wait, yeah, you have to be for like lady boys and things like that. You really have to want that stuff. So I don't think it's one of those happenstance things that could just happen. Like, oh wait, next thing you know, I'm in a bathroom just like smashing this chick out. You know, it's like I think you have to really start like seek that out. So yeah, well, huh. it's an interesting segue. Well, from credit card debt to to lady boys, we really <laughs> went all over the place this episode. Yeah, that's that'd be good for clips, man. I yeah, it's good for clipping. Yeah, well, I guess we'll, we'll we'll call it there. Who knows what we'll talk about in the next one? Maybe yes, let's just turn sure. this into a, a lady boy podcast. A lady boy cast us. <laughs>